Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for Dallas Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Dallas Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Hunter Johnson with Top Hill Advisors. Welcome, Hunter. Hello, how are you? I am doing great. Before we get too far into things, tell us about Top Hill. How are you serving folks? Sure. So, yeah, just a little bit of background about myself and, and Top Hill Advisors. So, um, I come from a consulting background and so started my career with IBM and, and uh, Deloitte Consulting later, and then most recently with um, with Sabre here, travel technology company in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, that is specific in, in the travel industry. And then COVID hit um, the travel industry this year, and second quarter revenue was down 93%. Um, so one thing led to another and decided to, to launch my own consulting firm, Top Hill Advisors, uh, and we're really focused on small businesses, uh, helping them navigate the COVID-19 recession and most specifically helping them uh, reorganize their business in the event that those impacts have caused their business distress. So now, um, since you come from a consulting background, how are you defining small business? Sure. So that's a good question. Um, in terms of the reorganization um, play, that's that's actually a, a, a very interesting angle. Um, so I think a lot of times when people think of small businesses, they think of them being defined as, um, you know, by revenue or by uh, number of employees. Um, but there's a new law that just went on the books coincidentally in February that allows small businesses to, to reorganize in a streamlined way. And the interesting thing about that law is that it defines small businesses by debt. So initially, in February, when it went on the books, small businesses were defined by any business with less than $2.7 million of debt. And then when the pandemic hit the U.S. in March, the CARES Act in late March actually revisited that definition and expanded it. So now the definition of a small business is any business with less than $7.5 million in debt, which is a pretty generous uh, definition. So it's a pretty wide um, uh, you know, set of businesses that are now uh, eligible to, to go through these, these reorganizations. And then what's the benefit of uh, doing this kind of reorganization? Sure. So the benefit is... Uh, a, a couple things. So what it did was it took Chapter 11 bankruptcy and recognized that that wasn't working for small businesses. It was too heavy. It was too lengthy of a, of a process. So typically, it's an 18 to 24-month process. You're paying a bankruptcy attorney upwards of $1,000 an hour for that entire time. And if your business is already distressed, you just simply can't afford that. So there was a recognition that that process was broken. So what Congress did is they took Chapter 11 bankruptcy and they amended it with a new subchapter, which is called Subchapter 5, that's specific to small businesses. And what that does is it allows them to reorganize in a much more streamlined day. So now it's a maximum 90-day process. It's much more lightweight. There's no uh, financial disclosure form. There's no creditors committee. A lot of the kind of red tape and bureaucracy and heaviness of the documents that need to be filed is stripped away. And what it does is it allows you to get relief from your unsecured debt it allows you an opportunity uh, to hit the pause button for upwards of 90 days to re renegotiate with your landlord, with your bank, with your other key suppliers. 
Um, and then the big kicker is that you get all this relief, but in a traditional Chapter 11, there's something called the absolute priority clause. And what that means is creditors have absolute priority over equity if they're not paid in full. So more times than not, in a traditional reorganization, the creditors end up owning the company. But for small businesses, Congress realized that that's not going to work. So they got rid of that absolute priority clause. So what that means for small business owners is now they have a tool in their toolkit that allows them a, again, fast, streamlined process to get relief from that debt, to, to re, re, uh, renegotiate the overhead expenses. And the kicker is they get to retain retain their equity and, and you know stay whole on, on the other side of it. So it's really for a lot of businesses that have been harmed for you know no fault of their own because of the pandemic um, and aren't getting the the, uh, the appropriate amount of relief, relief from, uh, from the government, but they are bearing the burden of restrictions. They now have this this option to you know save their business, save their employees, and uh, retain their equity in, in doing so. So now, are there a lot of businesses out there that are in this kind of distress? Sure. So Yelp puts out a quarterly uh, economic, economic indicator report. Um, and what they do is they, they go back to March 1st and they benchmark how many businesses since March 1st um, that were in business in March 1st are no longer, you know, are permanently closed or temporarily closed. And if you just look at the permanently closed businesses since March 1st, and this is Yelp businesses, so largely, you know, brick and mortar uh, retailers, restaurants, um, you know, boutique fitness, personal care, those types of businesses, over 100,000 businesses have permanently closed. So, um, and that's just a subset of all the small businesses that are, you know, finding themselves in really distressed situations as a result of, of the pandemic. Uh, so we think the opportunity is, is you know, very large and, and, and going to increase because a lot of those lifeline programs that were ro- rolled out in the spring, so the PPP, the EDIL, um, the, you know, the increased unemployment, a lot of those are being exhausted. And so as we move deeper into the fourth quarter, we're thinking that more and more businesses are, are you know, going to find themselves in distressed situations looking for what options that they have. And uh, we think these subchapter five filings uh, that have been made available by the SBRA, the Small Business Reorganization Act, uh, are going to be uh, a very attractive option for them. So you think like a lot of people were just hanging on through the end of the year and then once they kind of realize their situation, is there a situation that they're going to take advantage of this? Sure. I mean, I think one thing I've, I've found as I talk to small business owners is there's two traits that are, that are almost universal is grit and optimism. And I think those are the two things that allow them to build their business, to be successful. And I think, um, you know, that's what's allowed them to, to fight through the, the pandemic is they, they're, you know, their grit to, to be very resourceful and their optimism that there's, you know, that there's help around the corner. Um, but I think at a certain point that, you know, those those two things, um, while important, I think it's it's important to be optimistic, optimistic about the future. It's also important to, you know, kind of plan for the worst. And 
there is a there is a point where if you've exhausted your cash uh, all the way down to zero, that this no longer becomes an becomes an option because there are some administrative fees that are you know fairly modest in the grand scheme of things. But uh, it is it is good to be you know proactive uh, once you realize that. Um, you know, in the next six months or so, you are headed towards uh, insolvency, whether that's, you know, due to your fault or due to the fault of a, an act of God. It, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I think there's just a recognition that, that there are options out there. And if the more proactive you are, the better. So now um, you talked about this is uh, a relatively new ad- initiative for you to get involved in. Have you started actually having clients now, or is this something that's on the drawing board that you're going to deploy shortly? Sure. So it's it's relatively new on a couple of fronts. It's relatively new in that it just became available in February. Um, and there's there's been, I just checked in the dashboard this morning, there's been 1,120 filings nationwide since it went into effect in February, which if you consider um, you know, the amount of distress that's been caused by, you know, the, the volume of businesses, again, over 100,000 businesses um, already permanently closing, that uh, that's really a pretty modest number. And I think awareness is, is the biggest challenge. Um, and that's that's really what I'm facing at this point. So um, to answer your question, I've, I've been, uh, you know, talking to a number of different small businesses, getting the word out. And I think there's a number that are on the verge of, of uh, you know, filing these petitions and, and really reorganize, reorganizing their businesses to uh, to become healthier going forward. And then the part of the service you're offering is this 90-day reorganization? Mm-hmm. So the 90-day re- reorganization is really the program that I've, that I've built that really sits on top of these Subchapter 5 filings. So um, the Subchapter 5 filing, again, it's a, it's a maximum 90-day process, and the program that I've built – does a couple of things. There's there's both a financial as well as a legal part to these these filings, and uh, this program is really a one stop shop that does does all of those things. So we'll help you organize your historical financial documents. We'll help you per- perform a liquidation analysis that shows that this is going to be actually better for creditors to go through this re- reorganization. Um, we put we help uh, produce a three year P and L projection uh, that shows that your um, business will return to viability if they if they get this um, if they get this you know uh, relief so that those are those are the types of um, kind of financial planning activities and then there's a set of legal activities as well around you know submitting the filings appearing before the judge et cetera and I've got strategic alliances with with a few different attorneys that allow uh, allow those to uh, allow those to happen so the program is is really uh, a set of processes, a set of activities, and a, a one-stop shop that allows you to, to do everything in a in a way that um, it, you know is is really specialized. And, and this is really all that we do versus the alternative, which would be finding someone who's uh, doing this for the first time. And then it sounds like also uh, this, since it is kind of a one-stop shop, it's not. Uh, it'll be way less stressful for the individual to go through the learning curve. And like you said, cobble together a bunch of experts that may or may not be able to help you and yourself and rely on your own kind of limited knowledge in this specialized area. Exactly, exactly. So the alternative is you, you, you do a Google search and you try to find a bankruptcy attorney and they will try to 
you know, figure out subchapter five, try to get smart of it real, real quickly on, on the fly. And then they're not going to be able to do the financial part of it. So then they're going to have to, um, you know, subcontract to uh, a financial advisor or a CPA type. So now you're paying someone to, to pay someone and they aren't used to working together. Uh, and then, you know, everyone's just kind of feeling their way through the dark. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, you know, and then more times than not, you're paying by the hour, which that's another big kind of point of difference is, is our program is a, is a fixed fee. Um, so our incentives are aligned. You want to go fast. We want to go fast. We want to be efficient uh, and we want to cap your upside risk. And, and that's what that fixed fee does. And then at the end of the day, the object is to keep the business afloat just in a more manageable manner. Correct. Correct. Is to reorganize for the future. So it's a ninety. The ninety day process, even the, that time, is is you know beneficial in that you get to hit the pause button. You get to kind of wait out this pandemic a little bit. Hopefully, we get closer to a vaccine uh, and all the other benefits that can come with with time. And then when you exit it, your balance sheet is healthier. A lot of that unsecured debt is is relieved. Um, your landlord has likely renegotiated with you. Your your bank has likely renegotiated with you. So you just you're exiting with a healthier balance sheet. Um, you, you get to run out the clock a little bit on on this uh, on this virus, and uh, and you know run a healthier business because because of it. So now, are you uh, is your prospective client the ideal client? Is that somebody that is one of those Yelp closed businesses? Is that how you're identifying where to start looking for folks that need your help? So it's really someone who's who's on the brink of closing or who has very recently closed. There's, there's I won't get into the kind of technical minutiae around you know the stages of a closure, but ideally the um, the ideal client is someone who finds themselves in a distressed situation. They, they find themselves putting their own personal cash in the business to keep it afloat, that they're running in the red uh, because of the pandemic, because of, of restrictions. And uh, they were profitable pre-COVID, um, and they've proven they've proven their concept, they've proven their, their business, and they just need a, a means to, to get through this, this rough trough. And, um, and then we engage, we file that peti- petition that, that starts the 90-day clock, and then uh, they can go through this program, uh, get their balance sheet healthier, and, and um, you know, get, get on with their business. So now you mentioned that there weren't that many people who have taken advantage of this nationwide thus far. Is your uh, consultancy primarily focused on the Dallas and Texas uh, area, or is this something that you can get clients all over the country? We can get clients all, all over the, the country. My my network of attorneys is is you know based on personal experience. My personal network, so it's strongest you know in the Dallas Fort Worth uh, area and in the Texas market more generally. But um, that that would be the only difference is you know when, once we go nationwide, I can you know perform my side of the services. But the strategic alliances with the attorneys would would likely need uh, a, an attorney that's licensed in that particular state. But that's that's not a that's not a particular Particularly huge hurdle, uh, and that's something I've explored in the past is, is finding uh, those partners that would help us, you know, get through this process. And for you, um, right now, you're just trying to educate folks, uh, business uh, folks out there, that there is maybe a path out that they hadn't considered yet. Right, right. So maybe uh, I'll tell an example. I've got a call in a couple hours here with a, a set of investors uh, for a restaurant that's in a mall in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, and that mall has been all but shut down by the, the, the restrictions. Um, and 
they're about two years into this this business. They're they're uh, franchisees of a, of a kind of larger corporate corporate concept, um, and they were going down the path of um, a Chapter Seven. They were going to liquidate their business, uh, pay pay the secured creditors to the extent they could with those liquidated assets. The unsecured creditors would likely get nothing, and they would lose their business. So it wasn't going to be a happy ending to the story. And it was really through their franchise development leader, who I had previously contacted, that they became aware of the Subchapter 5 filings and the ability to more streamlined, uh, in a more streamlined way, reorganize their, their business. And that's something that they're now exploring. And it's really good for everybody. It's good for those those creditors who otherwise would have gotten paid cents on the dollar or nothing. Uh, and now they have, uh, you know, more likely a, a healthier business that they can continue to partner with over, over time. And it's obviously, you know, better for the um, small business owners. Uh, and actually, in this particular case, which is not unusual, they had personal guarantees in the business. So they had personally guaranteed they had a lien against their home um, that uh, that protected uh, their bank loan. And, and that's when it really gets into being a, a hugely beneficial play is with, with the Chapter 7 liquidation, the, the path was likely subsequent personal Chapter 7 um, you know, bankruptcy uh, that would likely have required them to foreclose on their home. Uh, and, and that was really just going to be a, a, a pretty devastating, you know, set of events. And this is, a, um, a, again, just a much more beneficial play for, for all parties involved. Now, so is that another kind of place to serve is franchisors to, so they can kind of give their franchisees options? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of different um, different people that should be aware. So landlords, franchisors, um, CPAs, financial advisors. There's a number of different professionals out there that have clients or, or tenants or franchisees um, that they'd like to see healthier. They'd like to keep them as as their as their customers. So I think that's another very interesting angle is for those types of um, parties to make their customers aware that this is an option. So in the event that you're a landlord and, and you're not getting uh, and you're not getting paid, or if you feel like you're a landlord and you're the only one um, offering relief, you've offered your tenant six months of, of relief, but that business is still not getting healthy because you feel like you're the only one in that in that tenant's ecosystem that's that's really helping out. This is a way to systematically offer relief from all the different stakeholders in that small business's ecosystem to right-size that balance sheet, get them healthier. Um, and I think that's true of kind of each of those entities, landlords, franchisors, um, uh, financial advisors, uh, CPAs. There's probably more than that, but those are, those are the ones in particular that I've been reaching out to to try to help educate and help them educate their, their end customers. So now if there is a... Um either an end user who might be struggling right now, a business owner that is struggling, or one of those kind of um, trusted advisors of the business owner that, uh, you know, maybe doesn't have the expertise you do, but they want to uh, learn more about kind of the ins and outs of this to help their clients. Uh, What's the best way to get a hold of you or somebody on your team? Is there a website? Sure. So, yes, you can go to www.tophilladvisors.com. 
and you can schedule a, a free um, initial consultation uh, there. Uh, and then we're on um, kind of all the social media. You can find Top Flight Advisors on, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on, on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to put out as much kind of content and thought leadership as, as possible to help uh, again, raise that awareness that, that this new option is a potential lifeline for so many small businesses. Um, or you can personally reach out to me uh, and, and email me at hjohnson at tophilladvisors.com. Well, Hunter, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, hopefully more people will, will become aware of this option. and We can help save more small businesses. Absolutely. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Dallas Business Radio.